Welcome to the Confidently Balance Your Hormones podcast. My name is Dee Davidson, and I'm a hormone health expert, master mindset coach, and multiple wellness business entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you experience hormone balance, confidence, self-love, and live a life full of joy. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Welcome to the Confidently Balance Your Hormones podcast. This is your guide, Dee Davidson, and today I have a special guest joining us, Liz, who is a current client and also the owner of Grit and Grace Cleaning Services, runs her own tour company. She leads a dynamic, high-energy lifestyle while balancing the demands of her businesses and passions for mission work. With her heart Uh, For volunteering, she dedicates her time to Operation Christmas Child and has traveled for charitable projects. As you can gather from this description of Liz's life, Liz is a busy lady with a big heart. Liz came to me after losing both her uh, parents within three years, which caused her life to tank. So without further ado, welcome, Liz, and thank you for taking the time to share with our listeners today. Yes, I'm glad to be a part of this. So, you know, you shared with me, I think we met back on Facebook, Liz, that uh, you saw something that I I must have posted through a mutual friend, and you were intrigued about what I had to offer and how I could help you. Tell us a little bit about what piqued your interest from watching me on Facebook. Well, yes, I found you through a mutual friend on Facebook, and I I was looking for something to do uh, for my own health, but not something that was um, that I had to be committed to a certain uh, regimen, time schedule, or anything on a on every like a weekly fixed thing, but something that I could gather information from that was helpful to me and kind of do my own thing yet also have someone involved when I got stuck. So that's pretty much why I chose to reach out to you and see what you had to offer. Oh, I love that. I do talk a lot about the fact that working with me does not mean that you are on this restricted diet or, um, you know, again, tied into accountability every day unless you want to be I do offer as you know that level of plan if someone wants to be telling me what time they wake up what they eat you know their bowel movements all that stuff that is one of the plans that I offer but I do like to customize it because as you shared with your bio you are very busy so adding something can be stressful right and at the end of the day right another stressor we're trying to manage cortisol so uh, I'm glad that you that you pointed that out, that this doesn't have to be a lot of work. I think that people think of, um, you know, when it comes to health coaching or releasing weight, releasing emotions, getting healthier as, oh gosh, I don't know if I have time for that and work. And we really want to still have fun in life and have that joy, but yet be informed because that that's a key thing is that there's so much information with this age of technology and Dr. Google, I call it. And working with someone like myself can just really help make it 
a bit simpler, wouldn't you agree, Liz? Just it's just so that is exactly yes, because I I know with the schedule that I have that I wasn't necessarily taking care of myself, but the very thought of having to make a complete lifestyle change, like starting one week and and revamping everything and trying to commit to that just scared the bejeebers out of me. I <laughs> I knew I would fall flat, I would fail, and I was I wanted to do something for myself, but I know it has to be something that I can do on a gradual thing. I want a lifestyle change, but I cannot do something that adds a lot more stress to what I already have. So Amen. Yeah, that's Amen. It. We don't need more on our to-do list. We need to be educated and be fostering things that are going to be sustainable because again, you know, we see these people, these influencers and, and uh, people online that say 30 days to this or, you know, a quick fix to this. And you and I know that not, none of that's sustainable. So everything I teach people, I want them to be able to incorporate with ease going forward as a lifestyle so that they can be improving their health every single day, making the decisions that they're making based around foundational things that we're going to get to. So tell me, um, tell me, Liz, a little bit about where you were personally at. You had lost both your parents within a few years. Where where were you at? What were you feeling when you did start the process with me? Well, number one was I was happy if I got two to maybe three hours of sleep a night. Mm. I I just simply could not sleep. I tossed and turned. I. I always said I was in every position except upside down and inside out. <laughs> uh, I would often end up on the floor, sleeping oh, wow. on the floor. Wow. And so due to that, I had low energy. I I could not build up energy no matter what I did. But it was a sleeping factor. And then also joint pain. I hurt. I just hurt all over. And mm. I know enough. I've done enough things. I knew it was stress, but I could not figure out how to bring my stress level down through the grieving process and all of that. Um, my dad passed during COVID. So that was a horrible situation. And then even my mom's, her death and that was not a good situation. So I just could not figure out how to bring my stress level down. And somebody had talked to me about cortisol. Uh -huh. And I really think that you had made a post about cortisol uh -huh. somewhere that that caught my attention too. And I thought I need to, I had never heard about the cortisol factor. Uh -huh. And so that really caught my attention. And I thought I need to find out what this hormone is and what can I do about it? Mm. So that's where I started from not sleeping, hurting, and just generally no energy, just feeling like I weighed a thousand pounds. Yeah, that's so first of all, you know, going through any kind of loss like that and, and double within a few years is just so taxing. And, you know, we've worked a lot on uh, releasing emotions and, and talking about how stored emotions can trap in our body and affect and manifest in our health and things like the inflammation mm -hmm. you're describing. And so that's, that's so tough. And I'm sorry for your, your losses um, during that time period. And COVID was such a horrible time in general, Never mind, I have so many 
stories of people who lost someone close to them during COVID. It was really, really difficult. So cortisol, I'm glad you're bringing up cortisol, is your stress hormone. And it's not all bad because we do need our stress hormone to protect us when we are actually in danger. However, if we are constantly operating out of that sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, things start to break down and your body doesn't really understand if you are in danger truly, or if you're having this, you know, these stressors and, and things like not eating uh, great food, what will get, which we'll get to in your scenario and things, all of that stuff starts to pile up and cortisol just goes, I don't know, but I got to help here. Um, so that's, that's a really great mm -hmm. point that you, that you bring up here. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what what makes me different, right? D. Davidson, FDNP, and I have people that just just a bunch of letters. But what makes me different really is the the way that I approach people. I personally think, as an individual, we're so unique. We've had different life stressors. I don't know two people who have had the same life since birth or eaten the same exact foods. Yes, you might have similar gene expressions to a family member. However, you have a whole set of unique values than anyone, anybody in the universe. So it's important that we address it that way. When we call that bio-individuality, and, and you know, I'll have you share, but I, I do an extensive intake process with every person. I really listen because I know what it's like to go to the doctor and be gaslit and told everything's okay and your labs are fine yet you feel like crap so really take the time to listen and play detective and and put the pieces of the puzzle together to create what we call a dress protocol like a dress that we put on right liz and i know you're familiar with with dress yes and dress mm -hmm. stands for diet rest exercise stress and supplements and uh, if someone comes to me and they've never worked with anybody before on all of these things together, that's where we start because most people will either go to a nutritionist and they get a nutrition plan or they'll go to a fitness trainer and they'll find out a fitness plan or they'll go to an endocrinologist and find out about their hormones. But very rarely, I don't think I've ever had one client come to me that says, yes, I have had someone work on all of these things simultaneously because that is what the body really needs. It needs all of these facets to be addressed together so that it can find uh, a state of ease, not disease, which D-I-S, right? Ease, people don't put yes. the pieces together. So we start with dress because you're a, you know, you're a prime example of not having functional labs, but proof that dress really at the end of the day can help the body innately to heal. And I know that you're a spiritual person as well. And God created our body to be able to heal. We know if we get a cut that our skin heals. We know that if we, uh, you know, conceive that we're going to have that baby and all of those things come together. So our body can heal from the things, the complaints that you're talking about, inflammation, sleep. Uh, I know for some of my mm -hmm. clients, weight gain, it naturally desires those outcomes, but it's important to address the body as a whole. So let's talk about some of the changes that you made. We'll go through each of the the letters or the diet, rest, exercise, stress, and supplements. So let's talk about where were you when we started working together with your diet? What were you doing that was different than what you do now? <laughs> That's I know I'm trying not to <laughs> laugh but you know we've all been there you know <laughs> That's yeah where was I well I was eating on the run all the time and 
by saying that I fast food was basically my lifestyle. I I didn't take time. I I part of it was the mental thing of trying to think of what food to prepare ahead of time that I could actually take with me cleaning because I I don't have access to I have access to microwave or I have access to a stove, but when I clean someone's house, I don't want to leave the smell of my food in their house when I leave. <laughs> so I have to have something in the car. And so just where I was with, yeah, life, I could not think what kind of food to prepare. And I knew that what I was eating was junk, mm -hmm. but I could not drag myself out of that. And just the thought of trying to put together a plan was just overwhelming. I just couldn't go there. Mm. But after talking to you and you, you gave, you didn't really tell me things I didn't know, mm -hmm. but it was just having that person there that I could say, Oh, now, you know, when I talk to D the next time, I am going to be able to say that, okay, I actually cooked at least one meal this week. So it was just kind of that reshaping again and when I started it I did not make a lot of my own food mm -hmm. but I remember the first meal I cooked I was like really I actually got a pan out of my cupboard and I actually made my own food it wasn't it wasn't hard it wasn't I didn't have the knowledge all of that yeah but it was just knowing I had someone behind me saying can you do one meal a week and so at this point now, I I think I might have had fast food once in the last four weeks that I really just ran dry. I couldn't didn't have anything to fix. And but then I try to make even better choices. If I have to stop and grab food, I try to make better choices on not not something greasy or, you know, all of that. I try to go with a salad or um even like we we now have a panda bear in our area and so i'll i'll get one of their dishes with like extra greens on it or something you know it's just a completely different mindset and i feel completely different yeah i bet Food and has taken a completely different approach to me oh yes yeah. and t let's talk about that so how do you <laughs> view food now compared to when you first started well, I love food and I actually, even being in my kitchen and actually cooking food gives me energy. I don't know why, how that works, but what, what I didn't even have energy to pull out a pan actually now energizes me to go get some groceries and actually, you know, prepare my own meal and then sit down and eat it. So yeah, I enjoy food. But I I enjoy good food, and I realize now sometimes even the thought of what I had been eating almost gags me. Oh, so. isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? It <laughs> it's, sometimes, it's crazy, you know, yeah. Just, just even, uh, you know, no judgment, but looking at other people's carts at the grocery store and how people are so sick in this country, and then you look at the carts and the processed food and the crap that they're eating, or just even, again, driving by the McDonald's and seeing the line, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And again, I, I too used to go to those places, so. Yeah, um, no and judgment. I know it's a, 
Yeah, it's just it's uh it's partly driven by the busyness or the schedules that we have. That is partly what drives us to that. Mm-hmm. And then we have all these extra things going on in our head. And so a lot of it is freeing our mind too. Mm-hmm. And and clearing out a lot of clutter and saying, I don't even need to be thinking about that. Why am I spending, why am I burning energy on that? I love. So that. I have learned to just like, sometimes I stop myself and say, what am I thinking about? You don't need to think that. And clearing my mind has mm-hmm. also helped with giving, almost like freeing up time. And it doesn't free up time, but yet it does. I don't know how to explain that. Well, what you're describing is uh, something that I tell every person when they either have a, you know, exploratory session with me or they start with me on that first session. It's that you're becoming or you are now a conscious being. So many people, when they come to me, they're doing a lot of things on an unconscious level. And I tell people that my my number one goal is that everyone leaves me a, a little bit more conscious of their choices in a little bit more aware that they do have control over their choices. It's just that, you know, uh, yeah. Liz, if you don't mind sharing, how old are you? I am 54 years old. So you've had 54 years of uh, beliefs <laughs> in what I say is autopilot, right? Have you ever driven uh, by yes. your street like you're going home, but your mind's going and you're like, oh, shoot, I just missed my turn, oh, yeah. right? So that's what I've done that multiple times. Yeah, is that now you're not on autopilot. You're going, hey, why would I go there? Like, why am I thinking about that? Or why is my behavior uh, taking me down that road? I'm going to redirect it, which does free up time because people do get so consumed in their thoughts. And mindfulness, although it's not part of the acronym DRESS, it's part of everything in dress. And that is mm-hmm. what you're, you know, what I'm hearing you say is, hey, like I'm making choices at a conscious level now, not out of autopilot, which is life changing on so many levels. When it came to your diet and being so busy with your volunteer work and your your businesses and things like that. So, you know, how do you go about your meal prep for the week? Because I'm sure listeners are thinking like, well, all right, she's really busy. I'm really busy. But how is she deciding what to eat and and actually making a a meal prep schedule and and getting the meal prep done? Well, that is a good question because, but generally what I do, I kind of just get out a recipe book or something that has meals in it like five 10 minute meals that doesn't take long to prep and then I kind of just go through there and see what what I'm hungry for Mm -hmm. and then whatever is appealing to me then I will make I'm single I live by myself so yeah a lot of these meals are also they're they're smaller servings they're for one or two people but I will make enough for like four or five servings Mm -hmm. every time so that they overlap and that I can take it along. Now, a lot of people also say to me, are you eating that stuff cold? Like Mm -hmm. for your, like once you're on the road. Yeah, I actually do. I don't mind if I, if it's a good meal, whatever I had, I am not 
I'm just the person who can eat some cold food. Uh-huh. Now I did have, I had ordered for Christmas. I had ordered one of those lunch boxes that you can plug into your car to heat up your food while you're driving. Oh, wow. And I thought, yeah, that's going to be the excellent. Well, I needed a gift and I ended up gifting it to someone else. And so I'm still eating my food cold, but <laughs> the prep work and whatever, I I try to do meals that don't take a lot of time and not a lot of ingredients. Uh-huh. Um, very simple meat, meat and vegetable type stuff, uh, fruits. And then I, I know now... I don't really have a restricted diet, but I like like celery and peanut butter. I also do, I do a lot of like yogurt and kefir or cottage cheese. And I'll Mm -hmm. eat that with like toast and bread. Um, In the mornings, probably one of the biggest changes I've made is my breakfast. Okay. um, Which I used to skip breakfast. I never took time to eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. Something you might have learned for that me, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, that was probably the most, the one thing you were most adamant and most insistent about is that I eat breakfast. And at first I just couldn't get more than a piece of toast down. I just Mm -hmm. was not hungry, but now I am actually scrambling three eggs. Wow. And I will always have some meat with that. Doesn't it just depends what kind of uh, breakfast meat, bacon or ham or sausage. I'll have some meat with that. Um, you encouraged me to put greens with it. So I, I, I love sprouts like mm-hmm. alfalfa sprouts or something. So I love, I either do sprouts or I have been buying fresh herbs, uh, parsley or thyme or something. And just a sprig of that along with a piece of toast. And that, that breakfast puts in, I can't describe exactly what it does, but it will carry me through uh, where I don't get that awful low hunger at any point the rest of the day. And then the stuff that I have to eat, even if I, sometimes it's a cold egg sandwich, I mean, Mm -hmm. or hard boiled eggs, hard boiled eggs is something I carry with me. Um, It's a good plan. And so... Yeah. And so then whatever meat I had the night before, oftentimes I'll just cut that up in bite sizes so I can just easily eat that. Um, I'm a bread person. So a lot of times I'll, I'll have lettuce and bread and then, you know, I can put almost any kind of leftover on top of my bread and lettuce Mm -hmm. and, and eat that. Along with, I have peanut butter in, in the vehicle. I have um, celery. I have apples, you know, those kinds of things. I can't say that I may have what some people would class a substantial meal, but everything I eat is now more based towards, um, it's not just carbs, it's um, proteins. I, I look at, okay, is this a protein or a carb or what am I eating? And I do eat a lot more protein than what I did. And then in the evening, when I get home, then I'll cook something different that is not not a fast meal. More, you know, it's, yeah, just an evening dinner meal I have then at, at night when I get home. So That's a great way of balancing it out. 
and thinking simple. What I keep hearing is simple. The other thing I keep hearing See, is yes. you're not depriving yourself. You're still, you said, I like bread and I'm eating bread, right? Yeah, I, that, <laughs> yeah, that is the one thing that you have really taught me is not to deprive myself of all the things that I, that are important to me. Mm -hmm. And I, bread is just one thing. Bread is a comfort food for me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why, but I often, like in the morning, I will always toast it and, you know, I'll put a little bit of honey or something on it in the morning to eat mm -hmm. then but bread is what carries me through the day now i know there are a lot of people who may have you know diets that they can't have that but mm -hmm. for me that is not one of them but i don't do a lot of baked goods and other stuff like in that line bread is my sustaining thing mm -hmm. that gives you energy and it's eating the mm -hmm. right kind of bread which is the beautiful mm -hmm. thing about you know, someone like yourself coaching with me, I know you coached one-on-one -on -one with me, but also I have uh, my my app, which I know you've gone through some of those modules in Confidently mm -hmm. Elevate Your Well-Being, which is an overall group program for someone who's like, well, maybe I just want to learn these things. We started the conversation with you sharing that. And I, th I think you started in the group program with me and then came over mm -hmm. to have some more one-on-one -on -one accountability and things like that. Is that correct, Liz? Do, am I yes, that, that right? is correct. Yeah, so the group mm -hmm program confidently elevate your well-being is great because it has over 30 modules on all of the things we're talking about like hey if you love bread well then okay but these are the best breads for you and this is how you put your magic plate together to regulate your blood sugar and this is how you balance your hormones and you can do the self-study app and then be in the group um, on facebook the vip group mm -hmm. to ask questions and share uh, in there but uh that's the nice thing is that everybody's needs are different everybody's willingness to um, shift things out or do a type of exercise is different so the plan is individualized i love that you are really driving that home to our listeners so let's talk in the next few minutes about um, the rest of the dress acronym so you change your diet i'm glad we spent quite a bit of time on that because nutrition heals and nutrition can also cause disease and tank all of the other, uh, you know, uh, systems, the hormones, the immune system, digestive system, detoxification mm -hmm. organs, energy production, your nervous system. Diet affects all of those things tremendously. So I'm glad that we spent a, a large portion of time there because when I coach with you all, I, I do the same thing. We talk a lot about nutrition and blood sugar stabilization and all of that stuff. So how did your diet affect your sleep? Well, amazing. I am sleeping six hours a night awesome. and at times 10 hours. I have, I have this winter, I haven't gone to bed anywhere from 6.30 to 7.30, 8 o'clock, which is absolutely off the charts <laughs> for me because I am a night owl, uh -huh. but I, I am tired. I am tired and I got to thinking why would I not just go to bed and I have I have had the best sleep I I'm dreaming so I never good. had dreams anymore so good. because this I, is the stuff would, that excites me yeah I did not I didn't know when I would have had the last dream because I never I am always in this just below consciousness state uh -huh. in sleep uh -huh. but now I sleep and I I wake up I feel like yeah I slept I 
it's just a total different mindset. So that has completely changed. It is so just good. like night and day. Yeah. And and sleep is so underrated. Sleep is when we rest and repair. It's when we are um, really working on growing. If we're in that stage, I have some teenagers and things that are clients. It's so important for overall health, inflammation, all of that. And you can't get good sleep if your diet's out of whack, if your blood sugar's out of whack, if you have high inflammation, if you got bugs going on, if you have low stomach acid, all of these things can spike cortisol or blood sugar imbalance while you're sleeping. And what I'm hearing is that has turned around for you and um, you're getting not just sleep, but restful sleep, which is so important. That's our R in dress. Yeah, that is good. What about exercise, Liz? Did I make you do some kind of CrossFit workouts or anything like that? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> and that I was scared to hit the exercise program with you because I thought, oh, dear, I do not I do not do well with heavy exercising because my schedule is so full. I'm on my feet all day long. Mm -hmm. And just the thought of trying to do a lot of exercising scared me. But no, at this point, I have had very low exercise, but it makes me feel better. Um, yeah, it's it's a program that's sustainable. And it's something that I can actually fit into my schedule. I always say I can take it under my arm and gradually ease it into my schedule. And I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like I'm under attack. I don't feel I don't feel like a failure, even if I don't do it for mm -hmm. a day or two. I know that's not the problem. It's just so that I do it again. Right. And so I've been, yeah, the exercise has yeah, it's been a joke complete, you know, to what I was expecting, but it is exactly what I need. It is okay. the the right kind of thing that I can fit in, but it's not caused me stress. I have Good. not stressed about it one time. Good, because exercise is supposed to be what I call joyful. We look at joyful movement when I do an intake form with my client. I want to make sure that we are aligned in what you're going to like to do because if, and nothing against CrossFit for those of you who listen who like CrossFit, I've done boot camps and things like that. And for some of you, your body may be able to handle it. But for most women ages 40 plus, boot camps and CrossFit are not the thing that's going to rebalance your hormones. It's a lot of stress on your body no matter how well you're eating or how well you're sleeping is a lot going on there but exercise should be joyful and we have to find out do you like yoga do you like walking at the base of it we of course talk about weight resistance a couple times a week because if whether it's three pound weights that you're doing or 15 pound weights building muscle is is crucial for women who are age 40 plus but it doesn't have to be six days a week not even five days a week it doesn't have to be an hour it doesn't have to be two hours it can be 15 or 20 minutes so we we talk about do you like exercise what type of movement do you like and if you're like liz she's moving all day long cleaning she's tired she want to add more exercise <laughs> so That's important right, right? yes um, what about stress so when we get to the first s stress what types of things have you worked on as far as stress reduction and, and your nervous system? Well, you have taught me the breathing techniques and I use that breathing mm, a so lot, important. deep breathing. Um, and even the, uh, padding 
like uh-huh. you said to cross my arms and pat and i've taught my sister to do that and she'll come and say what'd you say how do i pat myself i oh, feel I like love I, it. I am... the ripple so, effect but that yeah so the breathing the padding and then just pausing mm-hmm. um when i get when i just feel like i am all tight like a fiddle string i'm just about to snap i will actually just remove myself from whatever I'm doing, even if it's just going to the bathroom or somewhere behind a shut door. And I will talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I will breathe deeply. I will just put it on pause, even if it's for just two, three minutes. And it has been amazing what that has done to just bring me back to a place where I feel balanced, mm-hmm. where I feel like, okay, I I am on solid ground. I am not, I'm not on jello and those, yeah, those would be the main factors that I've done in order to try to take away from my stress. So good. This is the number one thing I have, uh, women coming to me that, that they're not doing it. They're just not doing it. They're eating organic food. They're exercising they might be on a sleep schedule, but your nervous system cannot be tricked. You cannot trick your body. And and many women want to manage stress when they're stressed. That's not how it works. You have to manage stress even on the low stress days so that your nervous system feels safe. Your body feels acknowledged. We are energy and we need to talk to ourselves. Like you said, uh, just having that personal I, I never talk to myself, but I do now. Yes, I talk to it's myself. I tell myself, you're okay. You're going to get through this. You have so good. So good. (laughs) So good. You know, I made the mistake. uh, You know, again, I'm human too. People look at me, oh, Coach D, but I made the mistake. I thought last week I was going to do some, you, you know, that I've gone against most fasting, but fasting can be best for women at night. And I thought, okay, like I'll fast because we were going to a, a Celtics game, Michael and I. And I thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to fast because there was nothing healthy there anyways. And I had just eaten, eaten at like four o'clock. I'd been going all day. And I'm like, I'm good to fast till tomorrow. I didn't work out that particular day. And my blood sugar, it, it dropped like dramatically when we got back from the game. But I knew what was happening. I knew enough to go, you know, get some honey in me and things like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. My point of that is that exactly what you said to tell your body, I'm safe, I'm okay. Your body's listening, your nervous system is listening, and it is a uh, reboot for your system. So talk to yourself more, friends. Talk to yourself more and tell yourself that you're safe. Tell yourself that you're healthy. You know, when you're worried, I know people get up in their head about, oh, maybe I have this wrong with me or that wrong with me. Don't manifest that stuff. Manifest that you're doing the right things, that you're healthy, that you're protected. Um, and, And you'll see different outcomes for sure. And that is another thing I tell myself a lot is that I am healthy, I am healed, and I am identifying as healed and healthy now. And even if I don't have a good day, I am still healed and healthy. Awesome. I don't go down the I don't go down the sickness aisle. I refuse. So good. You know, a lot of people right now in New England, they're sick. And I'm like, stop saying you're sick or you feel like you're getting sick because you're attracting that. So yep, I know, refuse. Mm-hmm. Yes. A- identifying with how you want to feel is important. Our last S, which I share, is important in some cases where there are 
mineral imbalances, maybe some deficiencies, or someone is, is a picky eater, uh, maybe they've gone through cancer treatment, or they need some gut health healing, uh, supplements can be great tools. However, they're no different than getting a prescription if you're ignoring the root cause, all of the things we just talked about, Liz, right? So talk to us about exactly. supplements. Do you take any supplements? Did I force supplements down your throat? How did supplements work in our protocol? No, we, we talked about supplements and you made some suggestions, but the reality of the fact is I the only supplements that I am taking at this time is a calcium magnesium blend. Um, I'm taking that. Um, but beyond that, I am actually not taking any supplements. Mm-hmm. I have changed my food, my diet, my uh, look at stress, and I, I feel good. My energy's back up. And... No, I really don't. I don't take any supplements more than the calcium magnesium is all that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably something you were taking prior to me. Anyways, it's not something I was. You- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so supplements can be expensive. I, I heard this from another friend um, and I use it all the time because I think it's funny. She is uh, European descent. She said, you know, I think that Americans have the most expensive uh, P, right? Because they, a lot of people are buying all of these supplements and they're not even absorbing them and they're expensive. So if we want to be using right. supplements, we want to make sure that there's a real need. We've tested something and there's correlation to why do we need this supplement, that it's a good uh, quality supplement, that it's practitioner grade and things like that. If anyone has any questions in regard to supplements or wants a practitioner uh, grade account at, with Fullscript, they can always email me at uh, d at confidentlyloveyourself.com. I'm happy to share my account with you and and kind of guide you with what you're already taking and look at your supplements. That's a session that I do with many people, but we don't want to overload on supplements. Supplements aren't the answer. We need to look at the foundational things and and really be honest with ourselves and say, hey, am I going to bed on time? Am I eating too much processed food like Liz was to straighten things out? So with all this being said, we've we've heard that your sleep is better, your energy is better, your mindset has shifted. So many good things have uh, happened through our coaching together and through you being part of the COI community. So what would you say to anyone on the fence of joining, you know, either the group program or working with me one on one? What would you say to them? Well, I would highly encourage anybody to make the leap of faith. Dee will guide you right. Um, she's not going to force you to do anything you don't want. She's going to give you advice, but you make your own judgment call. Um, but for me, Dee has given me hope. And probably one of the biggest things is the understanding that it's not about a huge change or depriving myself of the needs, the things that I need in my life, but the need to love myself Mm -hmm. through the whole process. That was another big thing that you feel like a failure in so many areas and you feel like you can't scrape your mess together anymore. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to happen in one day. It didn't go down the tube in one day. And you've given me that hope. 
And yeah, I think it's, what is it, nine, 10 months now that I'm working with you. And one, one of the biggest things is just that hope and loving myself through this and having made little changes here and there. And now when I look at the big picture, I've made a lot of changes, but it was so gradual that it didn't overstress me and it's sustainable. So I would, I would highly encourage anyone to spend the money, do it because you are going to spend the money anyway. You're not going to save money. You're going to spend it at the doctors. You're going to spend it on things that are not doing you any good. So spend the money. D is not overcharging you. She is more worth more than she charges. Oh, thank but you. I would. I have. Yeah, no regrets. I'm so glad good. I did it. That brings me to one last point before we wrap up our episode, which um, is some people may be listening and going, okay, well, you know, you, I think this is our, we are in the middle of our 10th month, but you did the six month group programming that confidently elevate your well being, which talks about all of the different uh, facets of dress and you go through it on your own and then you can get on uh, in the group on Facebook. And then you turned to me and I remember you said, D, I need some more personalized help. So someone might be listening, Liz, and thinking like, do you feel like um, it was beneficial to do it that way? Or would you recommend, hey, if you really want the help, go straight to working one-on-one -on -one with D? Um, I guess there again, it comes down to the personal preference. Mm -hmm. But for me, it felt better to come in at, on the group thing where I could kind of watch and listen and absorb some stuff and mm -hmm. kind of kind of see what direction I, I kind of figured out where some of my blocks were and where I felt that I needed help. So then from going from the group thing to the personal thing for me was the right decision because I kind of knew what questions to ask in what area I felt like I was needing the help, where to start with, I had no idea where I was. I, oh, I just couldn't so much find the perimeters. But for me coming in, in the group, then I could kind of, it, it allowed me to get the feel of what was going on, how you did things, and then move forward from there. So great, especially for someone like yourself who says, I don't know what, you know, what to do, save me the time. And you want to watch the videos, do the workbook activities, connect in the group and learn and it kind of take yourself. It's called the self-study course for a reason. You're exploring mm -hmm. yeah. the different facets and then you can, that's a great plan to go through that. You get a lot of great foundation there. And then if you're like, I want a more make a personalized plan, have accountability. Now I know what areas to focus on. So thanks so much, Liz, for taking the time today to be with us and for, for sharing your story with our listeners. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Confidently Balancing Your Hormones. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and also hit follow at the top of this podcast. If you have a couple of minutes and you can leave a quick review, it will help other women in need find this podcast. You can find me on Instagram at confidently underscore love underscore yourself. I would love to stay connected and hear from you.